Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What we all need to know is being brought to us by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. It is time for Lindsay Baseball. Well, Cappy, this what you need to know is also brought to you by you, Cappy. Oh, yeah? Because you are so intrigued by the billboards heading into downtown for the Reptile Super Show. Totally. That you wanted to put it on the rundown, so I figured, all right, I'm going to put this in what you need to know. The Reptile Super Show will take place July 8th and 9th at the Anaheim Convention Center. What is the Reptile Super Show, Cappy? Well, if you're interested in learning more about your favorite reptiles and amphibians, you won't want to miss out on the Reptile Super Show. As one of the world's largest reptile shows and sales, they're sure to have something everyone that everyone in the family can enjoy. They have over 100,000 square feet of space dedicated to reptiles, amphibians, turtles, supplies, educational workshops, lighting cages, and more. For more wow. tickets or for more information and tickets, uh, check out reptilesupershow.com. So I'm driving I'm driving up to downtown LA today from South South LA, and there are these signs, you know, for this whole reptile thing. And billboards everywhere. Built giant billboards. And with this this huge snake. And I, I don't know exactly what kind of snake it is. I kind of think it's what's called a uh, coral snake. I'm not really sure, but it's apparently like one of the most dangerous, most venomous snakes. And it's hard to tell the difference between this coral snake versus like a, a, a snake that doesn't have the venom because like it doesn't have the yellow line. Yellow line means venom. Not No yellow line doesn't mean venom. You sound like a snake expert for somebody who doesn't like snakes. Don't like snakes. Petrified of snakes. But thinking... That I have a couple of choices here. I can go to the to this reptile show in Anaheim. The reptile super show. Right, the super show. And I think there's two other opportunities out at the fairgrounds in Pomona. Yep. Okay, there's two other reptile you shows. You ever been out there? Yeah, for the fair. And pff, what used to be for horse racing out there. It used to have they used to have the horses running at the fair. I don't know if they still do a Pomona. By I the way, it. I have not been in a very long time. But as you fair? know, I'm a connoisseur of airports, LAX uh-huh. being my favorite. Yeah. But I'm okay. It's been a long time since I've been to Ontario Airport. Yeah. But good airport, too. Yeah, Ontario is a great Not airport. Bad. Yeah. Great airport. Very easy to use. Yeah. Um, anyway, here's the thing, George. Would you go to a reptile super show? Sure. I feel like the kids would like it. Oh, the kids would love it. Not my thing, but I, they'd, yeah, they'd be into they it. They also have the top breeders in the country for reptiles and amphibians. So, yeah. you know, if you wanted to buy Mateo a snake, this is the place to do no, it. No, definitely not buying him a snake. <laughs> Are they going to have any of those weirdos yeah. that, like, walk around with these, like, eight foot, ten foot boa constrictors wrapped around their neck? Like, oh, it's fine. It's no big deal. Like, I honestly, like, if you have a snake as a pet, keep your freaking snake at home. You don't need to walk down the boardwalk showing off your snake. Because at some point, that snake may decide, you know what? That guy looks tasty. I'm going to put his entire head in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I had a pet snake, and I didn't even know it. Well, my roommate did. Oh. And I didn't know it until I opened the fridge and saw one of the dead shrink-wrapped mice in there, remember? Oh, yeah. Yikes. Dude, I had, a, I had a roommate in college that had a snake uh, and got a little tiny boa constrictor. And was gonna, you know, watch it grow in his, in his, uh, what do they call those things? You know, the glass terrarium. Yeah, yeah. no. Uh, anyway, aquarium. 
Did you say terrarium? Yeah. I, anyway, I, they all knew I was petrified of the snake. They all knew how scared I was. And I was like, dude, if you guys put that snake on me, I swear I'll throw that thing out the dorm window. I will throw it. It, it will go six floors down and die. Just, just, so, just so you know. It probably wouldn't die. You don't think so? You don't think it would explode when it hit the ground? No. Ew. Probably not. Terrariums are are what they are when you have those tanks without the water. Because aquarium, oh. aqua. Oh, I didn't know that. Terrarium is the habitat that they live in without the water. Well, I'll tell you this, Reptile Super Show. You got me intrigued. The, the billboards around downtown L.A., they work. They got me intrigued. Can we get an endorsement, Cappy? Maybe we can have you endorse the Reptile Super Show. Or how about this? Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Reptile Super Show here in Anaheim. This is where I'm broadcasting from today. Here comes Mike. He's got a 12-foot boa constrictor. Keep that thing away from me, buddy. Would you, would you hold on to a 12-foot reptile? Not my thing. I would. I have before. I actually... When I used to work at Sirius, I was on a show where we had one of those gigantic yellow and white snakes. I think it's a python or something. And it was it took three people to hold it. It was huge. I think I saw a video one time of this guy. He's got this snake around his neck, you know. And oh, everybody, oh, look at this cute snake. He's 12 feet long. Look how cute he is. And then some guy's like holding a baby like next to him. You know what I mean? Like, oh, look at this cute little snake. And the snake decides to take a bite out of the baby. No way. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I saw it. Saw the video. Google it. I mean, just to confirm it. That, <laughs> I, that I saw what I think I saw. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So maybe I'll take them to the reptile thingy. Yeah. It's a weird thing. I know. It's got to be a, a bunch of weirdos, I, I right? I went once when I, um, like, I think it was like 2018 or whatever. One of my friends... Her boo was like into having all these reptiles and mm. stuff. And we went. She's like, it's so cool. I got into it. And I was like, hell, you got to love this man that much, girl. This is yeah. weird. Doesn't Dwight Howard have a ton of reptiles? Like snakes and stuff? Is it Dwight Howard? I don't know. I think so. I bet you they got like little alligators too and stuff, you know? Probably. My brother used, um, well, one of them still has, what is it called? Like a dragon? The little Komo- Komodo dragon? Really? Komodo dragon. Yeah. Really? Uh, Jolly so Bean weird. Bryant uh, tweeted us. Yeah, what do you say? Uh, in the Sedona Cap Circle of Trust, and he said, went to New Orleans this weekend, and this happened. He's got a picture with a huge python on it. Oh, you see, wait, now, is that is that the dude, or is that is that the guy tweeting us? That's or is the that... guy tweeting us, yeah. Oh, he's holding somebody else's python. Yeah. He grabbed some other dude's python. Well, no, they gave it to him. There looks like there's a lot of snakes there. Gross, man. Have yeah. you guys ever been on vacation or somewhere where, like, Someone comes up to you with like a lizard or snake or whatever, and they ask you if you want to hold it. And then oh, you he's do. right by Willie's Chicken Shack. You ever eaten there? No, I haven't. Oh. <laughs> and you take a picture, and then they're like, oh, that'll be $20, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that in Vegas, that happens all the time. I'm out on reptiles. Yeah, but, me too. I'm out. But I will, yeah. I, but Same. I do think I, w- I think this show sounds weird enough that if I could pull it off, I might want to go. Yeah. Cap, it's I an just, experience, Cap. Sorry, what, it is. What if in Vegas they just came, they popped up to you and they did that deal that Lindsay just said? No, right? I'd be very unhappy about that. Mm. I just sent you a picture, Cappy, of this giant snake that I once held. I'm telling you, if you just Google... It takes four people to hold it. That big snake bites little baby. I'm telling you, there's a video out there. I don't want to see that. baby was minding his own business. Look at the size of this snake. Ugh. Ugh. You know, they hunt these things now in, uh, in the Florida Everglades. They hunt these big giant yeah. snakes because some guy one day decided to let his boa constrictor go out in the Everglades by himself. Next thing you know, this one boa constrictor like reproduces like thousands of them and people are out there with machetes trying to cut these things in half. 
hunting them. Do you ever see the the shows where they have like they show the the snake who's eaten a whole body, like a whole human, yeah, and you yeah, can just you, see you the see outline it. of yeah, it? It's gross. Oh, it's so nasty. Yeah. Um. So anywho, yeah, that was what you needed to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. Uh. So. Cappy, yes, sir. Bradley Beal goes to the Suns. The assumption is they are a championship contender. Um, they are. But I would also add that they didn't do this move to be a championship contender. They did this move to win a championship because they have no assets. And I don't that's not even an exaggeration. They have no assets to give up to make this team better for the next seven years. Let me ask you this though. If you're Denver, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. You just won the championship. Correct. Okay. You love you love your nucleus. You love your core. Right. Everybody seems to be coming back. I mean, there'll be changeover in the roster, but your yeah. main guys and your coach yeah. and your message. Bruce Brown is really the only guy that's a free agent. And and so, if you're Denver, you feel good about yourself. Yeah. If you're the Lakers, you're like, hey, guys, we had a great season. We 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 really accomplished a lot more than anybody expected. Yeah, we can, we're there. Right. And, and, and we got to take the next step. Correct. Because time is running out. And I would also say the Clippers look at it as time is running out. We need to make this thing work. Because everyone's looking at us like we're a joke, and this was supposed to be the difference, the the game changer in our franchise's history. And and other teams, just by the way, other teams in the West. I mean, if you're Sacramento, you had a really good year. I think they went into the playoffs as the number two seed, didn't they? They Sacramento is a is a team that believes that they're growing and getting better, creating more consistency. Coach has been there, star players been there, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody's gonna add everybody's going to lose players but in terms of getting better if you're the lakers you already know what you have to do or or theoretically what you have to do to get past the denver the suns they add a new element to the competition in the west not to mention there's all these other teams that were really good and i don't mean like great i don't mean like superstar teams i'm just saying good denver's the team to beat Phoenix has added. Lakers got work to do. They do. There's no question the Lakers have work to do. It starts with finding out now, the, you know, it's going to take some time with this whole Austin Rui thing. But starting July 1st, I mean, Cappy, we are 11, 12 days away. I mean, I would say before then, we'll have some inklings of what could be transpiring. Because, like, leading up to July 1st, we'll start to hear who's interested in Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura and all that stuff. So that time will be fascinating like we'll be living on Woj tweets basically for days you will be me I'll, I'll start to move my brain into football training camps you know like once once July 4th hits and like we get past the 4th of July holiday like for me I'm like all right football football like I will be going full football mode mm-hmm. you'll be into NBA free agency and I'll be into the I opening mean, of training guys, camps. The training camps I mean well if NBA free training camps don't start till the end of the month I'm just saying my mind rolls over into football season in At July. July 31st, mm. though. Not July 1st. So Your mind better be on NBA free agency, okay? What is, what is the... Uh, oh, yeah. Cut. Eh. Okay? Eh. July 1st, you better be ready, bro. Did Let, you hear what This talking? is the Los Angeles Lakers we're talking about. Right, and the Los Angeles Lakers need to sign Austin Reeves, sign Rui right. Hachimura, and then they got to figure out how they're going to round out this roster. Because if you tell me you're bringing back D'Angelo Russell, which, by the way, at the right price, okay, fine. But I just don't know that D'Angelo Russell is a piece of the puzzle to help you win a championship. They got to improve. They got to get Correct. a lot better. Yeah. Because 
you saw what they were. Competitive against Denver, but out in four. And this is it. I mean, this, this, this is it. That's it. Make no mistake where you are. This <laughs> is it. I'm trying to think of who sings that song. Is it Kenny Loggins? <laughs> it is. I've been listening to a lot of Yacht Rock recently. <laughs> yeah, I see. So, yeah. All I'm saying is this. This season right here, coming up, is the Lakers' last chance. Mm-hmm. So you saw Denver up close and personal for four straight. What are you going to do to get better than them? I don't know if they can. Can they? Um, can they? Can the Lakers get their roster to where yes. they are better yes. than the Nuggets? Yes, I think they can. Is it by getting Jokic? No. I don't know oh. right now. I'm trying to think like what. I need to see who's. I don't have all the list of available free agents in front of me. You don't have it memorized? No. Jeez, I'm surprised. And a little disappointed, if I'm being honest. Okay. Sorry. I was just going to say, instead of surprise, you sounded very disappointed. <laughs> George, you don't have every free agent available memorized? What kind of insider is he? Hunting? I mean, come on, dude. Do better. For real. I mean, if you tell me the Lakers can somehow land Fred Van Vliet. Uh-huh, which you've been, you've been pushing on that. Then I think they could be better than Denver. One guy. It changes a lot. If you can keep Rui in Austin and somehow get Fred Van Vliet then I think you have a chance. Mm-hmm. Yes. A chance. Yeah. It's good. And that's all you can ask for. Yeah. Listen, you went to the Western Conference Finals last year. This is LeBron's last year. Yeah. And I know people are driving down the road going, it is? It's his last year? I don't mean like it's contractually his last year. I mean, it is because he could pick up the option, obviously. But what I'm saying is, if you saw LeBron last year, how much more can he give? How much more can he do yeah. as he ages another year? How about this? There's a hot rumor about a Laker. A hot Laker rumor. Okay. I'll tell you on the other side, because I think that this is a person they could use. We'll get to that coming up in just a second. Stick around. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So it was Father's Day yesterday. Yeah. And I know you guys talked about what you guys did. My dad didn't let me do anything for him. He was tired. He's like, I just want to be left alone. Right. I was like, damn, dad, I'm trying to take you out. But that's not why I played the song. So my friends and I got into a conversation yesterday about one of them is getting married. And her fiance didn't ask her dad for her hand in marriage and she was really hurt about it she's like hey you know my dad feels some type of way because he didn't go to him to propose and he's like 
I mean, I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's whatever. Like, you're the one marrying me, and I don't feel the need to go to your dad. Like, Rude. you said yes. Rude and gutless. So, I felt the same, and obviously she Wait a me- second. Uh-huh. You felt the same? What about years ago? We had this conversation about uh, your friend at the time. You snuck some dude in your room. I did not sneak him in. You did. You snuck a dude into your room and your parents. His name was Leom Leom. Okay, but I did not technically sneak him in. I just didn't introduce him to my dad. Right. Because he wasn't like So you wouldn't even do that. So what are you complaining about here? Well, because this is like marriage. Like, you know, he's going to be around your dad. He's going to be, you know... I don't know. I feel like it's different. I, like I mean, 11 11 was just a friend. Is it a traditional friend. thing? Like I I feel like if if you're a guy and you're going to ask a girl to marry you, you should talk to her pops. Yeah, yes. And if, and if he's not around for some reason, you should probably talk, talk to, to mom. Him. Exactly. Yes. Or yeah, so that's what I I'm like, "Hey, your dad is still very much probably alive." Probably talk to both, to be honest. Yeah. Regardless. In this yeah. today's True. day and in the Me Too world we're living in, ask mom too. So, I thought it was Why a big does that have to do with anything? Equal rights. Okay, but I thought it was a big deal, and she was venting to us about the situation. I was like, look, I'm not, if you feel some type of way, then you should say something. Obviously, you do, because you're telling us. I'm like, I would feel some type of way if whoever I end up marrying, you know, hopefully it is my boo, but if, you know, I don't know. Now now you're hoping to marry the boo? I mean, if it happens, whatever, not the point. Oh. But I felt it was a big deal that her fiance didn't go to the dad. She felt the same. Yeah, because he's lame. And another friend was like, y'all are antiquated. Like, it doesn't matter anymore. Oh. Obviously, oh. she said yes, so it didn't matter that much. Uh-huh. But she didn't know when she said yes that he hadn't asked the oh. dad. It's she when she, she went. Should've, she should have said, did you ask my dad? I mean, I, I think she was just excited, oh. so she said yes. But then when she went and told the parents and she thought, hey, he asked my parents. And the dad's like, wait, you're getting married? So it was oh. a surprise to the dad. So no. it hit her in the face. Ah. Anyways, I was just like, am I antiquated? Because I feel that the guy should ask the dad. No, I do. I mean, I, I think you should talk to the parents. Sure, why not? Lindsay, you're a girl. I'm like, not that y'all don't matter, but you know, I would want her opinion. I mean, I think you should always ask the dad. I feel like it's weird if you don't. I do too, right? I'm like, I get the whole woman empowerment thing and it shouldn't matter, but it matters to me and it seems to matter to my friends. Yeah, so. I mean, listen, women empowerment... Um, so I heard this uh, conversation happen on Mason and Ireland last week. They were talking about how often do you open up a car door for a lady? And, um, and so I think Ireland was like making a whole joke about how, you know, his wife would be like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm opening the door to be a gentleman. Don't do that. Why not? And they said like they never do that. And Mason, obviously not dealing with that, but um, I try and open the door for Rachel like, yeah, that's nice. Uh, more often than not. Both of yeah. my grandparents always, like my grandpas both always open the door for my grandma. Yeah. Yeah, I that's nice. Too. You should do that. Right, I think so too. I make fun of Christian because he doesn't do that. Oh, damn, boo. Oh, come on, boo. Because he, he's, you know, or like I grew up with a guy walking on the side of the street. Yeah. Right? So when we're walking now, he knows, like, because I used to pull him to the side of the street. Yeah. He's like, what is this? I'm like, were you not taught that no, the guy? No, he wasn't taught. You know, and he was like, no, I never heard that. You got to train these guys. Don't I, you understand trust, that? You got to train know. them. Trust. I know. You, you gotta, you, <laughs> listen, we, we are guys, okay? Just so you know, as guys, we're all a bunch of big dummies. I know this. Okay? We, we don't really like take in stuff and then like retain it and then use it, especially when it comes to ladies. So girls, here's the thing. Train your man. Okay? Train him. Like a dog. 
I mean, for me, is I have certain standards, and I told him, I said, listen, you don't have to open my door all the Like, he will open, like, a restaurant door, mm-hmm. like, like that kind of door. But not the car door. But the car door was a thing. I was like, I, w- I remember one time I did it just to see what he would do, and he was like, oh, and he got out of the car and opened the door. Oh, nice. You and stood there and waited. I stood there, and he's like, you've never done that before. I'm like, because I've told you, I think it's cute. Yeah. You don't have to do it all the time. I can open my door. But I think it's cute when the guy opens yeah, the door. Yeah, me too. I like doing it. I think yeah. it shows the lady that uh, I have respect for you. Yeah. You know? I yeah. want I want to treat you a certain way. And it's also weird now because I was that girl that I was like, I don't need a man. I can open my own door. I could do yeah. this. I could do that. And now I'm like, oh, it's kind of cute when they do it. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't need some man to open a door for me. I got a man. What's your man got <laughs> to do with me? Right. What am I? Some crabbing mate just fresh out of jail sweating you for a date? I mean, that's you know a little positive K for you. Yeah. Is what that is. Uh, Cappy, speaking of positive K. Yeah. How do you feel about Kyle Kuzma potentially returning to the Lakers? Well, I don't like it. Why not? I don't like Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> well, his skill set would make some sense. Yeah, but, you know. I, I, I don't love it either, if I were being frank. But yeah. if, if he would be willing to, again, understand the role. But I just don't know if he's if, if that's what he wants, you know? Okay, look. But I think he probably misses L.A. Right. You could probably sell me on when Kyle Kuzma was with the Lakers and LeBron arrives and Kuzma had been a guy that, you know, he thought based on where he was drafted yeah. that he was kind of part of the future. He was going to be part of the, the core of the future. Right. Then all of a sudden the king shows up, right? And he's like, well, I had your poster on my my wall, but I kind of thought this was going to be like a team where I was going to score a lot and they were yeah. going to give me the ball a lot. And the next thing you know, in LeBron's system, Kyle Kuzma is not happy with his role. But here's the thing. With LeBron and AD missing, let's be honest, plenty of time. 20, 25 to 40 games a year. I don't know about that much, but like 40 seems like a lot. It's half the season. I understand. All right, yeah. maybe it's a bit of an exaggeration, yeah. but it's... It's up there. But they're going to miss some time. He's going to have those nights where he can go all coups on you. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's a part of me that just doesn't like Kyle Kuzma's right. personality. Right, because he didn't want... I mean, he was like always like passive-aggressive, begrudgingly wanting to take on the, the responsibility and the role. And well, blah, let me blah, ask blah. you this. You ready? Let me ask you this yeah. question. Could Kyle Kuzma do for the Lakers next year? Could he do what Dennis Schroeder did last year? I don't mean position for position in basketball. You're saying is just be the team guy and just fill the role. Look, Kyle Kuzma is a more consistent version of what you would want from Rui Hachimura. But could you get enough production out of Rui Hachimura at a what I'm guessing will be a discounted rate from Kyle Kuzma? Here's what I think. I think that guys um, don't don't necessarily change that often. When Carmelo Anthony is a guy who goes from superstar status to I'm happy to be a role player and just shoot threes and contribute, that's a very um, unselfish and very professional way to handle your business. Frankly, I think Dwight Howard did something similar for the Lakers when he returned to the Lakers, right? He came back a second time and he was a key role player. He was no longer Superman. Mm -hmm. He was no longer the superstar. So those are two examples of guys that have accepted their role later in their career. I'm not sure Kyle Kuzma thinks he's late enough in his career to just sort of accept a role. Now, look, maybe I'm wrong, but I always felt like Kyle Kuzma was more into the show than he was into the game. 
You know, every time he showed up at the at, at the arena, it's like, what's he wearing? You remember that time he wore that sweater that went yeah. down to his ankles? Yeah, yeah. Looked like a freaking moron. Okay, don't get me wrong. You saw what I wore to the Mandy's last week. I right. look like a freaking moron. Right. Okay? So moron to moron, I get it. There's just something about his personality that he did not like the no, first time he was here. Yeah, and I, mean, I don't well, think no, he can change. I loved him when he was pre-LeBron. Post-LeBron, it felt like he was always just begrudgingly like doing things. Like It was like, okay, I'll subjugate my game Right to accommodate the king, right, right. And, and and Anthony Davis. Yeah. But you know I can do more. Right. And it was always that battle. It's like, bro, come on. Then there was that one time I'm driving down the road, and I'm listening to Kyle Kuzma on the radio as a guest with my old buddy George. Oh, with BNLZ, and he he yeah. got into it with me. And George, you brought up some question to him about. Uh, it was about his sneaker commercial. Yeah, and he was, I don't remember if it was, oh, you, you kind of wanted to be playful with him. Right. And be like, hey, man, in that commercial when you shoot that basket. No, it was something about, I don't remember the specifics now, but it was something about like it wasn't realistic. Yeah, and, and you were kind of just, just kind of giving him the business. Clearly a joke. Right. And, and he got pissed. He was like, yo, you ever play basketball? Yeah. Yo, you ever shoot a ball? Yeah. You know what that's like to shoot? Yeah. You ever shoot one? I'm not talking Papa shot, buddy. I'm talking, have you ever been on a basketball floor, hardwood, and shot a basketball? And you're like, uh, yeah. He was just a jerk. And it's weird because he was always nice the previous times he had been on, but that put apparently, you know what it was? That day on social media, everybody was giving him grief over oh, yeah. that. Oh. So he probably got annoyed with it, and then I brought it up as a joke, and he didn't love it. And I was yeah. like, all right, whatever. But I didn't back down. I was like, nah, bro, I've never seen that before. So... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, you ever you ever play basketball? You're like, um, yeah. Doesn't everybody? I, I wish I could remember the specifics of the conversation, but it was funny. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Listen. But could, that that did not taint me at that point because I've had plenty of, you know, sour interactions with players and coaches over the years. But I, what annoyed me was, to your point, just the woe is me. Yeah. I got it. I got it. I got My game has to shrink. I would be an all-star every year if it wasn't for LeBron. It was a lot here. of that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of that. So I'm, I'm out on Kyle Kuzma. I, I suppose you could sell me on if he were inexpensive and he were willing to accept his role, but I've already seen what expensive and won't accept your role looks like. And that was Brody. And I kind of think of Kyle Kuzma as being an extremely, extremely poor man's Brody. Think no, about that. Think no, about that. No, I don't know about that. I mean, dirt poor. That's. I wouldn't go there. No, you wouldn't. No, no. Just saying, guy's got an attitude. That yeah. I mean, you know, he's young and brash. I would say. I think he overestimates how good he is. Uh, perhaps, perhaps. All right. Coming up next, big deal or no deal, Cappy. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. 
Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, you take it away. Thanks, Sedano. All right, so we've talked a lot about, I feel like, Madonna and just kind of how, I guess, bizarre, weird, whatever the word is you want to use. Um, she is, and she's making headlines again, this time for her romantic life. Okay. Recently, she's been in a relationship with 29-year-old actor Josh Popper, and she's taking their relationship very seriously, so seriously that she reportedly made him sign an NDA to ensure that he doesn't spill any of their secrets, especially ones that pertain to the bedroom. She wants to keep their private life private and doesn't want any details or secrets being leaked to the public. Do you think this is a big deal or no deal? Cappy, you go first. How old is Madonna, you know? It's got to be in her 60s. She's like 65, but I'll check. She's 65? She's old. I don't mean she's old. I mean she's older for, like, you know, a pop star dating a 29-year-old. He's 29. Yes. Hey, by the way, good for her. You know, like we always talk about all these old guys, Robert De Niro and uh, all these other old guys that are having kids in their 80s. 64. She's 64. And and we talk about, hey, he's 81 and she's 29. Good for him. Hey, good for Madonna. You're 64 and you're dating a guy who's 29? My man could be your grandson. Wait, you want to know a, a weird caveat about that too? Yeah. She, when she broke up with her last boyfriend, who I think was about 30... She held auditions for a new boyfriend. Come on. Yes. She literally held auditions where she had like an assistant kind of like weed people out and filter through people where she then would like sit down and spend like a half hour to an hour with them to see if they could like move on to the next round. And that's how she ended up with this guy. God, I would love to be a part of that competition just to see what I got. You know, just to see if Madonna would be into me. <laughs> I don't think so. You're too You're young. Too old. You're too old. Yeah. I'm too old. You're yeah. too old, Cap. I'm too old for Madonna. That's insane. And I'll tell you this. I think this version of Madonna is a good version. Like, if you dated her after Dennis Rodman or if you dated her after A-Rod, that, that's not, th this is the mature version of Madonna. So this kid's getting a lesson, I can tell you that right now. 29 years old. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Punk. A lesson is one way to describe it. What's right. next, Lindsay? A lesson in love, George. Well, you didn't say if you think it's oh. a big deal or not, George. It is a big deal because she's, rare. You, I mean, th this kind of showing like a different side of Madonna, right? Like where she's usually been like, more about the exposure. Yeah. Both literally and figuratively. Right. Yes. Not, not in your 60s, though. Yeah, now that yeah. she's getting older, she doesn't want people to know what really goes on. Right. Yeah. You know? Weird. Anyway. Uh, LSU fans are consuming insane amounts of alcohol at the College World Series. <laughs> the Jello Shot Challenge is an annual competition held at Rocco's Pizza and Cantina, which is just across the street from the Charles Schwab Stadium in Omaha. Last season, Ole Miss set a new record with more than 18,700 shots purchased throughout the week. Well, over the first day and a quarter, about so, in Omaha, LSU fans have downed more than 9,000 jello shots. That's on pace to take down Ole Miss's mark by a couple thousand. Is this a big deal or no deal, George? 
I mean, I'm not surprised. Have you ever, uh, I know this is not there, um, but have you ever been to Baton Rouge? No, I haven't. Let's just say they get down is what I would say. Uh, so none of this is surprising. You could literally have told me any amount of alcohol, jello shots or whatever, and none of it would be surprising. So no deal for me just because I'm familiar with how they get down down there in the bayou. Yeah, also no deal for me because here's the thing about LSU fans. You know, you would think that they're football fans. They're not. They're LSU fans, and they freaking well, college, love yeah, it all. College World Series, so do you think that they're also baseball fans? Yeah, what I'm getting at is is that it really doesn't matter the sport. LSU fans are nuts. Like, when it comes to LSU, they love baseball just as much as they love football. And you're like, what are you talking about? Watch an LSU game at LSU. You just can't believe it. It's like an SEC football game on a Saturday afternoon between LSU and Alabama. Like, they take it really seriously. So, no, it does not surprise me one bit that they like to party like that for their team. Yeah, I, I mean, and their baseball team has been fantastic for a really, really, really long time, too. So We had a gentleman here a few weeks ago who's a uh, business partner with ESPN, and he's got an ESPN radio station in Baton Rouge and I think also in New Orleans, and he's the play-by-play guy for LSU. Or maybe he's the pre- and post-game guy. But anyway, he's been there forever, like a total legend in Baton Rouge. You remember his name? Did you meet this gentleman? No. I'm going to tell you his name. It's going to come to me. Okay. Did anybody meet this guy? I mean, you're going to get it today? His name is Gordy Rush. Google that dude. No. He's like the LSU guy. Okay. He's here hanging out with us during the Lakers season. Good dude. Okay. Well, I was going to ask you, Cappy, um, do you think that your daughter's partying with all those LSU fans? Oh, no doubt. Because she, at Tulane, called me. She goes, Dad, uh, we're playing. She's like, Dad, woo! She was like, hey, we're playing against LSU today at home. I'm like, okay, call me from the game. Tell me how it is. She called me. She's like, it's all purple. Yeah. Like they took over the entire place. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a big, big difference from Tulane. Yeah. It's like when the Raiders take on the Chargers at SoFi. Right. It's all black. Yeah. Or like when the Niners take on the Rams at SoFi and it's all red. Mm. There's just a total takeover. You got to ask her about those jello shots. How many she's consumed so far? Yeah. I don't want to know. All right. What's next? All right. Consumption of magic mushrooms and other hallucinogens. Psilocybin. By, yes, by young adults, nearly doubled over the past three years. Researchers found that 7% of adults from 19 to 30 used hallucinogens other than LSD, which is psilocybin, like George said, in 2021, which is up from 3.4% in 2018. Uh, LSD use by young adults rose from 3.7% to 4.2% in the same period. Mm-hmm. Roughly 8% of young adults used some kind of hallucinogen in 2021, which is the highest share recorded since at least the 1980s. Is this a big deal or no deal? Um, Big deal, because again, if you go back to like the 50s and 60s, this was, uh, this country particularly, like scientists in this particular country were studying the benefits of that stuff and then... Things changed, laws changed, and that stuff kind of went by the wayside. And as we've discussed here somewhat recently about like that um, that E60 that I, I did a podcast for, um, it's become more... Hey there. Yeah, I'm George Sedan. I was waiting for that. Nice. Um, I was... Uh, it, it's become more and more prevalent, and particularly outside of this country, but there are laws to trying to make that... Uh, more prominent here in this country because there's some real benefits to it. And we've seen it a lot with our veterans who obviously need a lot of help um, because they've seen stuff that you would never want to see or even dream or have a nightmare about. And those 
poor people, men and women, have seen some of the worst things you could see when uh, you know they're in at war and things of that nature. So, yeah, I, I'm a big believer in finding ways to help people in any which way, shape, or form. I got to say, though, like I have this perception in my mind about mushrooms, you know, hallucinogenics, because of being a young kid, like being a teenager, being in college, mushrooms being illegal. You know, you like get them. They taste bad. They taste dry. It's like eating grass. Um, You're not supposed to taste good, though. No, I realize that. But I mean, I just think of it. You're as, supposed to make it in a tea now. Yeah. I. But I also they they, they have it now in like um, capsules, you know, so like you can just swallow the capsule. I just think like I always thought that if you're going to do mushrooms and you're going to go on this trip, you like, should do like actually eating the mushrooms. Is well, what well, I was going to say, like, you need to be somewhere where you're not going anywhere. Well, like the so that E60 there, it's like a, a retreat in Jamaica. Yeah. But nowadays, I think people are like, yo, you want some shrooms? Well, I'm like, no, depends. dude, we're out at a bar. And they're like, yeah, we just took some. I'm like, yeah, I don't know that I can do that. Yeah, here. It yeah. depends on the amount, because if you're just going to do like, microdose, yeah, like yeah. full on, because a lot of people do that. Like he said, microdosing where they take just a little bit like my, my old roommate used to drink the tea. Also, I read something over the weekend where there was this guy who was like like a white supremacist and he took he was part of one of the experiments involving psilocybin and MDMA and after just one of those experiences he like renounced all those thoughts and was just like I'm filled with love. I get it now. I I I can't believe I used to think that way. I can't believe I was so closed-minded. I can't believe I was so hurtful and 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 didn't have any love in my heart. And it's like that guy did it one time and he changed all like that's crazy. That's it's crazy to me. I see now uh Cheech and Chong on Twitter. Every day I see like an ad that they put out for their own version, I guess. Is that has anybody seen this or heard this? I haven't seen it. No. Yeah, Cheech and Chong got their own like shrooms, and they're every day they're like putting something out on Twitter, like "Yo, it's legal." I don't know if it is. Or well, it, isn't. it is. It is in the in parts of California, like up in the Bay Area. Yeah. It is in Oregon. Yeah, in yeah. Oregon and Denver, it's decriminalized in a lot of places, which hopefully it is here soon. I have got. I got to try it. I try it. We would need to make sure that I, we filmed I, it. I can't wait for that to happen. Yeah. And like yeah. part of the country going, those damn hippies up in that part of the country. I'm trying to find this Cheech and Chong uh, stuff. It always comes up on my timeline. Yeah. Well, you'll find it, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll get there. Yeah. Any more, Lindsay? Are you done? Uh, I do have one more. Okay, go ahead. Uh, The double-decker airplane seat is making a splash across the internet. Oh, I saw this thing. Yep. Double-decker airplane seat? Yep. The concept is being exhibited at the Aircraft Cabin Interiors Expo. Oh, I'm not interested in helping the airlines make more money. All right, I got to be honest with you. What is it called? It's called the double decker seat. Yeah, look it up. So basically, like, like the seats do actually have a little bit more leg room, but then they don't have as much overhead bin space. Correct. So it would kind of eliminate, right? right yeah. Eliminate like carry ons, but then oh of course, my god, they could get way more people in there. Oh my god, that would be so claustrophobic. Right. Yeah. No thanks. Right. Are you serious? So what if they mm-hmm. start offering this as an actual like? No, none of the airlines yet have like. You know, said that they're planning on putting these in their planes. But what if they did? Would you be like, nope, I'm not. I'm not getting on those planes. Yeah, I'm not interested. They suck. Imagine kids in the top two. Well, the good thing is that on most, you know, on pretty much all airline sites, you can see the seating configuration. Mm -hmm. So there's that. You know, you'd have a decent idea. Um, Although I've never been on one, but there are planes that are big enough that have two levels like separate mm-hmm. levels that are separated by like actual under the actual floor you like mean a like ceiling. a 747 correct are there others than a 747 uh, i think there's another plane i've never also. been on a 747 yeah so even flying internationally i've never been on a 747 yeah 
So there are there are still there are a couple of planes that have that availability. Now that's different than what you're talking about, which is literally one one seat one row is high, one row is low, one row is high, one row is low. Like it's just no thanks. The person who's in the low seat has the person who's in the high seat has their seat in their face. Yeah, like it is like six inches from your face. Yeah, so claustrophobic. No thanks. Mm-mm. Yeah. All right. That is Big Deal or No Deal each and every day at approximately 630. Coming up next, we got Dealer's Choice Cappy. I'm sure he's got something for us. Um, we'll have that for you in just a moment. Stick around. We're back in two minutes. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Yeah. Hip to B square. Now, I remember when the show Hollywood Squares was a thing. And this was always in the commercial for Hollywood Squares. Hollywood Squares. Do you remember that? Yeah. Being um, hosted by Dick Clark, the original. No, Hollywood Squares, I believe. Because I. So who took over for Dick Clark? Does anybody remember? I want to say it was Chuck Woolery. I feel like it was a female host. Uh, I can look this up if you. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg was always the center square. Oh no, Tom Bergeron. Does that sound right? Tom Bergeron, the guy from Dancing with the Stars, was he the Hollywood Squares guy? I'll tell you in a second if you give me a minute. Dude, my brain might work faster than Google today. I'm calling Tom Bergeron. Tom Bergeron, uh, yes, was in the revival. Mm-hmm. That was Whoopi Goldberg. Probably was the the center square. Whoopi Goldberg served as a permanent center square. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Shadow Stevens returned as the oh, announcer. Right, Shadow Stevens. Yeah. So it was Tom Bergeron, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tom Bergeron. Yeah, for some reason I thought Chuck Woolery, but Chuck Woolery did some other game. Yeah, we'll be show. back in two and two. Well, that was Love Connection, right. which was awesome to mm-hmm. watch. Mm-hmm. I loved watching that as a kid. Uh, Love Connection. It was on always at night. Um, but yeah, Tom Bergeron, yeah. So Hollywood Squares, I remember always that song always playing in like the promos for TV. I had a weird interaction with Chuck Willery one time when I was a young guy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was probably in my like late 20s or so. Mm-hmm. And I flew out here to L.A. Um, at the time because they had a uh, radio station. I got to think it was what it was called, uh, 97.3, 97.1 mm-hmm. KLSX. And at the time, it was like a kind of a guy talk right. station. Oh, you, know? you were all in on that. Oh, dude, yeah, because I was young. I yeah. mean, I was really young. I was Cappy early in my career. Happy guy talk. Oh, dude. What was it? 97 what? 97.1, 97.3, something oh, like that. I, that I was can't... my college station, 97.1. Maybe I'm This is KLSX. KLSX is what I recall. And they had a guy on the on the station at the time. They had a guy named Ricky Rathman. Yeah, 97.1. Yeah. Yeah, from 86 to 2009. Yeah. So this is probably like 1999, 98, 99, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. 
And um, and there was a story there. Where were we? Where were we going? Uh, Hollywood Square. Square. Hollywood Square. Oh, Chuck Woolery. Chuck Woolery. Chuck Woolery yeah. had a radio show. Yeah. On on this radio station. Yeah. By the way, that uh, call letter, those call letters, KLSX. Yep. Now in Wyoming. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. What's ninety-seven-one now? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, so Chuck Woolery was a talk show host on that station. And so I was coming in to do like a two-night audition or something, right? I'm like mm-hmm. a kid. I mean, I am a kid. Oh, it's KNX. It's the news station. Oh, yeah? Yeah. On FM, huh? Yeah. It's not 1070? Okay. No, it's both. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, um, and I remember they, they were like, hey, okay, so Scott, you're going to walk in and Chuck's going to be on and you're going to talk to Chuck and then Chuck's going to leave and you're going to do your thing, you know? Yeah. I'm like, all right. On the guy talk station. Yeah. And I walk in and I don't know that Chuck Woolery is like hardcore Christian and I don't realize because- Oh boy. Yeah. And he's like also, um, like now, I mean, if you follow Chuck Woolery at all, he's like, you know, right wing, crazy, like, you know, I mean, ultra, ultra right wing, right? Yeah. And so- uh, so I come walking in brash and young and stupid and I start asking Chuck questions about like what it was like to be hosting those games and like, you know, things that happened during those games, like backstage girls, you yeah, know, yeah. partying, whatever. And he was not enjoying this conversation, <laughs> yeah. not in the slightest bit, dude. Right, right. And I'm just young and stupid and brash, you know, unapologetic. Mm-hmm. Only one thing there has changed. Yeah. Which young. part? Yeah. yeah, the young. You're not young anymore. <laughs> yeah. You laughed at my joke, yeah, it Kathy. Good. It was very good. Yeah. It was very good. Chuck Woolery. Yep. Back then. Way back when. Yeah. All I right. wish that Chris would have played the other great Huey Lewis in the new song. Which one? The Power of Love. It's the Power of Love. Why do you like that one so much? Because it's from Back to the Future, and like it's a great song to practice and, hitting the post. Oh. It's the same song as Hip to Be Square. I mean, it's the exact same yeah. song. In Back to the Future. Words. Oh, no. In Back to the Future 2, I was going to say, did they have the Indians winning the World Series or something in there? No, I thought it was the Cubs. It was actually the Cubs beating uh, Miami, it said, in in Back to the Future 2. Yeah. This is a great song. It's a good song. I have a friend that has a Huey Lewis tribute band. And oh, he, no, what's it called? You know every tribute band yeah, and in he's, Southern California. And he's, he's become, uh, and he's turned himself into a Huey Lewis lookalike. Oh, jeez. What yeah. is the name of his tribute I, band? I got to think of it. I'll get to it. Is it like... Huey Lewis and the nose or something. I yeah, something like that. Yeah. I mean, like it's some it's some variation. But yeah, and he's turned himself into Huey Lewis. Like he looks like him, he's got the same hair, same body, same red suit with cover the black t shirt. Cover band? Not a cover band. The heart of rock and roll? Tribute band. It's not the same. It might be the heart of rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Lead singer is a guy named Roger Langdon. Yeah. That's the only one that came up. Oh yeah. Right. Well, that's out the of, only one yeah. on the planet. Well well, at least the one that came up right away. Yeah. 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 All right, we time. Are we ready for a little uh, dealer's choice? Dealer's yeah, choice. hit the music. Why not? All right, let we me got ask five minutes here. Let me ask everybody a quick question here. Yeah. Have you ever sat down at a restaurant? Yes. And the service is so bad. No. That you actually contemplate leaving. If the service, uh, yeah, I probably have. Um, I probably left um, after like a quick. Like if so, I'll give you an example. There has been a time where I sat down at a restaurant. I might have been alone, to be honest with you. And they didn't even bring water for the first like 15 or 20 minutes I was there. I was just kind of waiting and like I had been seated and I was just like, and it was like a place where there's a lot of places I could eat. And I was just like, all right, I'm just out of here. And I've just walked up and got up and left. Saturday night, me, Rachel. Mm hmm. And her mom and dad went out for dinner for a little Father's Day oh. slash, you know, kind of getting set. This is after the kids. 
This is uh, oh no Saturday before Saturday. the kids. Yeah, yeah. And actually, Rachel pre garage or post- pre garage, pre garage. And and Rachel's son, sixteen years old, he was with us. So there's five of us. So we go to this restaurant. Yeah, we sit. So down. you were dad that day. Um, I was kind of. Yeah, I mean, I was. I like, mean, it's her dad. You're celebrating her dad. Her dad. Right. Right. Her dad yeah. and her yeah. birthday. Yeah. So we go to this restaurant. We sit down, and um, they give us two menus. Yeah. One is the bar menu. Right. And one is the restaurant menu. Right. But they gave them both to us. Right. So Rachel's mom and dad ordered drinks, and they they we had been at the pool bar before we got to the restaurant and got seated. Mm-hmm. So they were about to order a drink at the pool, and then they didn't. This was at a hotel. And then when we sat down, they were like, hey, that drink looked really, really good that we were going to order over there. Can we get that? And he's like, yeah, I'll make that happen. I'm telling you right now, it's like 30 minutes. 30 minutes. There are no waters on the table, and there are no cocktails on the table. Okay. Oh, Rachel's not happy. She wasn't happy. So she got up and walked to the bar, and she came back with a couple of glasses of wine and a couple of beers that she went and got herself, but the other stuff never arrived. So that guy comes over, and he takes the order, and I say, hey, you know, I'm going to have this. I'm going to have this burger. And he goes, okay. So he said, would you guys like us to bring out the salads first or the soups first? And we actually said, bring it all together. Just bring it all at the same time. It's fine. Within five minutes, the burger that I ordered shows up. Yeah. But it's by itself. No salad. No, no, there's nothing. There, there, but Just the burger. No, Yeah, nothing else on no the table. Fries, no fries, no nothing. No, nothing on the table. No other food. Just your burger. So I said to the gentleman, I said, excuse me, sir, would you mind, take this back, please, and just bring everything out at once, if you don't mind. So he takes the burger away, right? Oh, they spit in your burger for sure. Dude, it's like another 30 minutes right. before anything comes to the table. Right. When he brings the burger so back. So you're an hour in. Yeah, so when he brings the burger back. It's he, cold. No, he brought back the same burger. He put it under a heat lamp. The bun's all crunchy. Yeah. The cheese has been melted for 45 minutes. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah. I'm trying to be cool because I'm like, where are we going? We don't have anywhere to go. We're fine. We, you know, who cares how long it takes? Let's mm. just be nice and not worry about it. Yeah. Because I don't want to be a Karen. Right. You know, or a Darren. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. It was a damn good thing I didn't because when this whole dinner was over and eventually all the food came and it was all very good. And the, the waiter says to me, he goes, hey. Um, been listening for a long time. A oh, long, geez. Yeah, been a long time listener. To Be- you in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, been listening to the for, Cast. for a long time. Yeah. Been listening for 20 years. Yeah. Hey, by the way, we know some people in common. Do you know this person? I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Of yeah, course. Yeah. I know Victor. Now Lopez. you're all chumming up to him. Right. Right. So I guess my point was, it was a damn good thing that I wasn't a Karen. Because he was like, oh, that guy is a... Because then, right, Jerky. right, then the next thing you know, he's like, hey, man, your boy was in today. What a jerk. Yeah. Like, he doesn't tell the story of the 30 minutes without the drinks. Right. And the, and the burger that shows up 45 minutes before everything else. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I was this close. To going off. I, I was, no, not really. Just leaving. Yeah. I was like this close to going, come on, let's go. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Someplace else. Yeah. It was that bad. Right. And yet, did you tell the management? Wrong, though, no, I didn't that. tell the management. I mean, you know what? They, they gave us a bowl of soup. Oh, wow. Thanks. For your troubles. For, yeah. Hey, we got soup on me. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Did you order the soup? Didn't order, but it was really good. Oh, see, that's dumb. <laughs> really good. I love your vape, but it, it was really good. It should have bomb. at least like, yeah. taken something off your bill. I agree. Yeah, that's the move. And the soup, and I, usually when yeah. you work in a restaurant, the soup, they don't, they don't, you have to have to ring that in. And this guy was smart that's enough to, this free. guy was smart enough to say to me before I put the tip in. He said, hey, oh, big fan. Hey, big fan. Been listening for a long time. Yes, you gave him a little extra so despite got, the terrible now service. Now I got to give him an extra big tip. But by the way, not all not all his fault, probably. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Probably very little of it in his, within his control. 
I don't know. Did, did he I, at least give you updates? Like, oh, sorry, it's taking say, a long time. No. Yeah, that, yeah, that's it the was, worst. And it was so at bad. a hotel. I was, I now, was, was this so the same hotel where you didn't tip the... Uh, no, 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 no. I didn't tip that guy, the, the, the uh, valet, valet guy. guy. Yeah. And I've subsequently... Now I'm like in this karma oh. world of having to over-tip everybody to make, make up for stiffing this guy. Yeah. All right. Well, sorry to hear that, Cappy, but yeah. I'm glad you... Uh, you know, restrained yourself. Yeah, I didn't care enough. Now, uh, now, you know, now that guy has a good experience with you. And I think Rachel's son actually told us that he thought we were being Karens. <laughs> we'll end on that. All right, great job, Cappy, Lindsay, and Laura. Uh, we will talk to you mañana. See ya.